Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to the Drunken Mustache Podcast. I'm Logan. Here with me today are my fine friends, Ozzy and Kevin. Ozzy, hey. how you doing today? I'm doing well. It's been a while. It's like seeing an old cousin that you uh, accidentally did illegal things with and uh, didn't know they were illegal at the time. So, yeah, it's nice to see you guys again. What the fuck are you what talking about? What kind of illegal about? things have you been doing with your cousin? It cousins? depends. It depends. What state are we in? I think in... I mean, if you go to a different country, most of them are like he, first cousins. They're okay. Oh, I didn't mean it like that. He meant he meant like selling drugs and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Hispanic, so I'm, I'm sure that's what he right meant. There. Yeah, of course that's anyway, what he meant. Kevin is also here with us. I am here. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. He's doing great. Yeah, I'm about to quit my job. He's chipper, and uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, that's pretty cool. Gonna make some more money and gonna work. Probably a lot more, but you know, it'll be worth it. That's respectable. I can respect that. Yeah, as from from one consultant to another. Yeah. Oh no, totally. That's like living the life. I mean, making all the making all the money. Now you're living the life. You were yeah. living the dream. Now you're living the life. I mean, I'm ready for my fun employment. That's true. Oh, you get a whole four days. Three days. It's five day weekend. It's three days off. Oof. Going to Asheville. Gonna be delicious. As I drink some. As I finish this pernicious by Wicked Weed. What's up? Nice. Play some disc golf while you're out there? Of yeah, I'm going to try to. I'm just yeah. waiting. I was just thinking of you shooting skeet and just having like a bunch of, like a bale of money and just be like, pull! <laughs> money everywhere! I was like, yeah. I would never. Yeah, I don't know who would ever do that. Some people just want to watch the world burn, I guess. Hey, man. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it as long as you're enjoying it. And speaking of enjoying things, uh, we had some good times at uh, Crank Arm. A few weeks ago. So let's talk about it. Yeah, Crank Arm, uh, downtown Raleigh. This one's actually legit downtown Raleigh. Um, and we visited. It's, uh, I guess, it's the big thing about Crank Arm. It has a big, like, bicycle theme. Yeah. They're like, they're like bicyclists, I think, that started it. And, like, majority of their beers are named after something bicycle-related. They've got bicycles hanging in there. Like, it's, you know, some modern art kind of thing. It's cool. You know, they have, like, random... You know, gears and random bike. They've parts also got incorporated into the whole rest. Uh, sorry, uh, brewery. They've also got gangs of bicyclists who can kill you with their fucking cankles. Like, have you seen? I'm sure. Yeah, have you seen their their thighs? They're like like that one commercial by uh, thighs, what's yeah. it called? Uh, the the yeah. insurance commercial. Yeah, where, got, where they, the guy insured my thighs. <laughs> yeah, no, that just me. Yeah. Seems yeah. accurate. Uh, my my future brother-in-law is real big on like downhill oh, right. biking $3,000 bike or something like that two of them uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah he's, he's got those biker thighs they also do a lot of charity work What's up? and they are done with uh, like biking events yeah like yeah. A, a certain like tours and things they do a lot um, I do see a lot of what do you call it? Uh, charity work from them pop up on my my feed interesting that's cool well, I also like that they seem to experiment a lot with their beers. They're not limiting themselves to one thing. They'll kind of use the same name type to try out different styles of beers and different unique kind of atmospheres. You were pointing out with their unicycle that that's like the same name, but they stamp it on a bunch of different kind of beers over the time because really that just means it's a single hop uh, beer. Right, so, yes. Right? So, so their, their deal with the unicycle is that I believe they take their – uh, base uh, wart for whatever that IPA is 
and they only use one hop each time. They'll tell you what hop they used in there, but it it constantly rotates. I mean, I think I've seen in the times that I've been there probably six or seven different hops going to that guy, but it's always a single hopped IPA. Uh, and it looks like they just want to kind of experiment out and probably get some flavors and like what they're going to get out of certain hops. Um, and it's a good rotation, especially if you get something super fruity like Galaxy or Citra or something in there. Gotcha. I mean, and they do have a lot of flavors. I think uh, they experiment with a lot of sours. They That was the one. We went to their cask event last year. Uh, you and I were at that event. And they were experimenting with a lot of different kind of fruity, sour kind of beers that were what stood out in my mind. There was a lot of raspberry, strawberry kind of beers that they liked experimenting with. This time around, they were more about the wheat-based beers and the IPAs, is what I recall. But, Ozzy, what stood out to you was also the sours when you were yeah, there. Yeah, actually, there was a couple that were, like, they were they were fruity. Um, I guess they had some, like you said, they, you know, they tried different things or tried certain things that attracted me just based off the, the name and what they had in them. So, I, um, I do remember mostly that the sours were my favorite. Um, they were very fruity, not super tart. They were good, a good combination. And um, yeah, I, I did like those two. And they had uh, two other IPAs, I believe, that I did enjoy as well. Um, yeah, and sadly, we don't really remember the names of those IPAs. Go it's, figure. It's, uh, been, it's been too long since we went there. We've uh, had a busy couple of weeks, honestly, months. Yeah, um, I think it was Heavenly Spooks was one of them, and the Peloton was probably one of my favorites while I went there, and it was a Belgian IPA. I don't know what they did to it, but it was delicious. Um, that being said, I think they do have a strong focus on sours and IPAs, and then they throw some, they sprinkle in a, a few wheats, a few... Um, Stouts in there, and then some of the other styles kind of trickle in every once in a while. Well, and they did have a couple of styles when we went in there, but uh, I was not particularly blown away with any of the choices that we had there. I think uh, the one Imperial Stout that they had was pretty mediocre, and uh, I think they had another stout that was kind of like, it was all right for what it was. Uh, I think uh, they're more about the atmosphere most so than anything, and they definitely put that together there. But uh, it it kind of shows that they kind of make average beers, and then they make their experimental beers, which are very unique, and sometimes they hit a winner, sometimes they don't. Uh, a lot of their beers, though, like the one that they're really known for is the White Wall uh, Wit, which is it's good, but it, I think as you've pointed out in the past, Kevin, it's hard to screw up a wit, so... I mean, it's that one is pretty drinkable overall. I think it's lighter than a lot of other wit beers that you're gonna get, uh, which is better for them because it probably sells better. Um, their unicycle's always on. They, they used to have it set up to where you could do like all their when you're when you got you got two options of flights. One was all their regular beers, and one was all their experimentals Experimental, that they had yeah. on the time. Which I thought it was cool, but they've since gone away with that. Um, that being said, I will agree that they make uh, good beer, good to like average plus beer on a regular, and then with some of their different one-offs, they just you know 
hit hit a winner. It's but I'd say like ninety percent of them are in the average range. One of my favorite ones that they have, they didn't have it on tap at the time while we were there, is called Eat Sleep Bike, which is a uh, ESB. And it is one of my favorite ESBs that I have drank. And every time it's there, I always get it, and it's always delicious. Well, that was the other thing that kind of colored my opinion of them this time around. It's been lucky that I've been there a couple of times before, but uh, the time we went there, they had a lot of stuff was off tap or had yeah, run they, out. They had kicked three kegs, I guess, from the night before and just not put anything new on when we got there. True, we got there when they were opening on a Saturday, but I feel like I should have got like, hey, if you want something else, put it down, or we're going to change these taps out in a few minutes if you give us time to update stuff. We didn't get the, oh, we're going to put something new on. We just got, we don't have it anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. Which, It was Saturday. Uh, it was a game day, you th- and they had like the game yeah, on the screen. The you thought game they would have... You know, brought it out, but they didn't. They yeah, which was like, a little, out. a little weird for me. Especially on a for Saturday of all days. I don't know if it's like the middle of the week, like early in the week. I guess I can. Well, and the other, the other thing that drives me crazy is this is, I don't know y'all's opinion. This is in downtown, downtown, but it might as well be like it's one of the hot locations. It's downtown proper. Yeah, I'd call I, it. I mean, it's not Fayetteville Street, but it's yeah. close enough to other like a big. Um, like the pit is like a big attraction. Yeah, there's like so three, four restaurants. Well, Jose like, and Sons right there, boxcar, like you said. There's I like four restaurants right there, and it's like walkable distance from a lot of apartments to where you think it would be slammed. Yeah, I think of it to, this way, is, which is just like well, every time I go downtown, that's always one of the places I go to, and it's within a walkable distance of every other place downtown. Yeah. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty high class location or a ideal location as far as attracting. Yeah. People the and parking's kind of shit, but other than that, and I think yeah, it's it's just terrible. a little disappointing to know that they were just so willing to be like, yeah, we're just out of it, whatever. Yeah. I mean, maybe they just didn't have anything new to put on, which you know happens. The but yeah, they didn't want to. We were there early. Let's it see. wasn't chilled or something, so it would have taken them a couple hours, and they just no one had done inventory from the night before, which is, you know, fine. But I did feel like. When we, because we all got flights, I wanna, I just wanna address this. We all got flights, and from the selections that were on there, everything was a little samey. I mean, there were some differences here and there. One had, you know, lime and tea in it. Uh, one was just straight hazy. One was like light hazy, but a little different. It was, I don't know. I some of these places they just have some crazy like super off the wall stuff and I can go pick five and none of them are going to be anywhere close to any of them but here it felt like you know they were in a group that were pretty close and they had some small differences which I mean I appreciate but if you're going to do flights and stuff like that it kind of makes it hard to choose a flight especially if three of them are out right to really get you know a difference in your flight you want to taste what the company can do and when you have three of them that taste about the same you know it kind of comes down to like what's the point in getting well, maybe a that's kind of what they're going for i feel like they have like a uh, an atmosphere where the people that go there are like almost you know like regulars because of their whole bicycle theme it's kind of like hey this is a group of people we you know bike with bicyclists that kind of stick together and are you know a group of friends they go there all the time maybe they don't want to you know maybe have something super extreme every weekend I think it's just this because we went during the summer. To be honest with you, they wanted lighter beers on, and a lot of the the hazy style IPAs are pretty can be pretty light. 
a lot of your gozas are that refreshing kick like a margarita and stuff like that which i get but also give me a couple offs that i can you know mix it up a little well and i do feel like um what their beer that they're known for is their consistent beer. Like right. like we talked about, White Wall Wit is the one they won the award for. Rickshaw Rye. So, so those are the kind of beers that they stick with, and those are kind of the... I'm trying to think of the proper term, but I think of them as like the more boring beers. I guess, Kevin, you would put it as like... They're, they're the beers... They're yeah, the they're beers... Mainstays. They're the beers that are hard to screw up, and it's just like, you know... Well, you, I mean, you can screw them up, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, I, the way I would describe them is that they're not pushing the envelope on them, but they try to do the style correctly as good as they can, right? Yeah. Um, which yeah. is fine. They're, those are the ones that they're going to keep on for forever, and they're their flagship beers, and they're what if they ever can anything, which they do, they're probably going to send most of those out. That's what they're going to put on their which canning line on I, the regulars. That's actually kind of how I feel about this hazy IPA. We're actually drinking Road Hazard from them. And it's a hazy IPA, and um, I, I think it's good. It just doesn't knock my socks off. It's not, like, super... I wouldn't be upset if I were. The... Yeah, I mean, it's good. Yeah. Like, I was enjoying it's... it. I was reading the back. You know, it's, it's got it's a like smooth... It's six and a half, It's think. not super bitter. And I was like, yeah, that, that's what I'm getting. I do like that about it, but it's, you know... As many bad hazy IPAs I've had, I'll take it. It's got a picture of a man rappelling down from a helicopter. After Speaking of that, that is one of the better cans I have ever oh, seen. Oh, yeah, it's really cool design. Is there a shark with a freaking laser? There is a shark there? with a... Is it a laser? It's kind of big. Oh, yeah, it's a laser. But, I mean, shark but, with a laser. But anyway, this one's actually pretty good. I'd probably give it a seven after that. It's, it is above average hazy IPA. I've had some bad hazy IPAs in my time, but there's a law of diminishing returns on these because you can just fucking throw hops to them and you're just going to make it eventually just burn your mouth because it has too much of that uh but this is this i mean this is really good this is drinkable drinkable. they're not pushing the envelope with like a bunch of fruit and stuff in it which i appreciate sometimes i mean if i wanted to get a hazy ipa i'd get this one it's good yeah it's a good drinkable hazy ipa when i think you know it's it's refreshing for sure i think when we go back to it it goes back to their business sense because if this was located anywhere else in north carolina if this was located like say where uh a Lone Rider or Bond Brothers was, I probably wouldn't go out of my way to drink Crank Arm. However, because it's located in the heart of downtown, right and here. it's so easy to get to, I, yeah, I would go yeah, out of my way made. on a general night to go drink Yeah, Lone Rider. I'd at least stop by. It's a, it's a pretty good location. It's not bad beer. It's just not crazy, unbelievable beer. For, I mean, for out of the way, if I had to put, like, I mean, this is definitely beating out Lone Rider beer, like, 100%. Like, it's not even close. Um, I'd probably put Crank Arm above Trophy in downtown. Yeah. Um, it's not as good as Brew Bavana, which we haven't covered, but... Got to cover that. I mean, yeah, we can we're go. Gonna have, we're going to have to do a food and drink special if we go there, because well, that is not Yeah, fair. I hope you already booked it, because that's at least three months out. Uh, <laughs> that's not that uh, but it is. It but, is uh... Brewery Bavana is by far my favorite restaurant and probably one of my favorite breweries in Raleigh. I'm not biased at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, out of... It's beating Trophy, but it's probably not beating Gizmo. Gizmo is, like, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And by out in the middle of nowhere, I mean it's, like, really close to me, but their beers are always, a like, 
A to A plus range. To you only me. had one bad experience, and that was that damn. What was it? Uh, what was it? It was maybe some spot. Some uh, no, it was fucking. It was the like, Oktoberfest was lame as hell this year. But okay, so it, two bad beers. It was but like it was one that was absolutely insulting. Oh, the time, the, the time, time beer, beer. the that kiwi was, time. God, that was so, so bad. bad. But yeah, point point being is that uh, you're not running into anything terribly inconsistent at Crank Arm, but you're not running into anything that blows your socks off and would make you like go. Ten percent of the time, you get a sock. You get a sock blower out there. Okay. But you're not going to have a bad time. If you're walking by oh, yeah, in that area, oh, if definitely you're stop there, by. definitely go. You know, it, it's a cool, like I said, the environment's cool. I like the theme that they're going for. And, like, most places don't have themes, right? Most places are just like, hey, we're kind of low-key. We have a couple board games, shit like that. I'd say 15 to 20-minute drive is where I would call it before I went somewhere else. But at the same time, you have other options once you're there. Yeah, 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 yeah I mean, you can go across it. the street yeah. and play games and stuff at yeah. Boxcar, and then there's Down a chocolate road. factory. There's plenty of places to go. But, I mean, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where you go go there if you're already there. Kind of like if you're across well, the street, go there if it's a small detour, or you're going to the play, you're going to Raleigh to go to this brewery. Yeah, it's in the middle. It, well, and uh, yeah. I mean that's the thing is if you're exploring downtown Raleigh, this is the first place, cool place to go. Perfect place to stop by. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, you it's, don't have to spend all night there, but it's a great place to stop yeah. and be like, yeah, this is good beer. Very right. chill. They do. They like I said, they have a lot of good causes that they try to support. Yeah, they're very uh, with chill. Cycling and that's uh, what I was gonna ask. Have they ever like at night? Do they, do they get like really packed? It's like a happen place. I feel like yes. It's, it's, okay. They do. It's not a place for that, but I mean, I've never seen it. Usually not, but yes, I have been there where it was like pretty, it was all completely full on the inside, standing room only, and then there was, it was standing room only outside as well. Um, we went and we basically stood outside and talked to some folks, and then, you know, we left after like one or two beers, which is fine, but usually you can get a table, especially during the week. Yeah, I've never seen them that crazy packed, but I mean, I know they're popular. Well, they've been there for a long time, right? Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that also helps. I mean, it's not like it's Burial, who they've been there for less than a year, and it's slammed every night. I'm, yeah. I'm over Burial. <laughs> Man, it's only been a few weeks, and you're already over Burial. Well, I mean, their beers are always... I think they're lot numbers instead of new beers, to be honest with you, because they all end up... Ta- they're all just hazy IPAs. Every single last one was a hazy IPA. The only difference in them is that sometimes you get fruit at burial. Like I, they're very good, but there is almost no difference in a lot of these beers they're putting out. All right, well, we'll do high wire next time, and you can have something to talk about. All right, that was Barry. High wire is different. High wire, I know high wire is well, different. As I just said, we still gotta go to high wire. I might be see. working out towards RTP. It'd be easier to drive for me. So, okay. Uh, anyway. Right. We still have music to review. So That's correct. Next on the list. So this week we covered Brockhampton, Ginger, Taylor Swift, Lover, and Sum 41. I can't remember the album name. What's the decline name? Decline and Order? Decline and Order and Decline. Order and, and Decline. decline. It's yeah. a real eclectic mix, honestly. I don't know. I think we just randomly pick things again. Well, it I picked Sum 41 because I like Sum 41. So. I picked Taylor Swift because my cousin said pick Taylor Swift. And I was like, all right. And that is a good thing to, to review. I mean, Taylor Swift, I mean, she's a, a huge hit. I mean, she had great albums back in the day. She had a flop recently. And it's good to you know, see she what she had. No, no, we'll see. And then I, I chose Brockhampton because I do like their first couple albums, and uh, they're a very strange band. So I was going to go with that or, um, what was it, Killswitch Engage. And Killswitch Engage is kind of straightforward. I mean, it's 
It's, it's Honestly, Kill Switch Engage might have won. Uh, oh, absolutely! That album is great. I listened uh, to it yeah. personally, and it's it's one of the better albums I've it listened to. It would have had to have actively tried to make poor music not to be at the Brockhampton album. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, but anyway, let's really quick get a sample before we talk about it. Here's a quick sample of Ginger off the uh, the title track off the Brockhampton album, Hopped. Ginger. Thank you, that was plenty. So that was uh, Ginger from the album Ginger. Um, so I think that song kind of gives a, uh, a small like glimpse as to why I like that band. Um, I mean, they, they they do a lot of, like, in their music, they, they add a lot of layering. It's kind of like, you know, they have, like, this one beat. It's a hip-hop album. It's also kind of R&B. They call themselves a boy band, a collective. Oh, God. They, they're real strange. But they are definitely at, strange. At the end of the day, they have hip-hop influences, R&B influences, pop influences. Um, and that song, it just started out, you know, with one simple beat, and then it evolved, added, you know, some layering, some different, you know... Uh, Vocals and they do that a lot with their songs, and I think that's what attracted me to begin with. And this album had a little bit of that, not as much as I'm usually used to. Um, but I think the biggest deal with this album it was just chaotic. It was just all over the place, really. Um, it didn't have a central theme. It didn't really have. Um, they didn't really go one way once they started a song. Well, no, the, the individual songs would stay on tr- on topic, but like the next one would be completely off topic and. I think they're their best when they're talking, sticking to what they're good at, which they've always been known as being good at being kind of introspective and talking about, you know, which is really um, a faux pas in hip-hop is talking about their feelings. You know, hip-hop is about boasting. It's about talking about how good you are, about how you've struggled and made it to the top. And they actually have had albums where they just talk about, you know, their struggles growing up and dealing with masculinity the lead singer is actually gay, so dealing with that. A lot of them have like uh, mental issues they've had in the past and talked about that. So stuff like that makes it interesting to me, at least. I mean, I, I get where you're coming from, and I do... I don't hate this album. It's just that basically what you said ba- describes my problem with the album, which is that it tries to do everything. Yeah. And it's just too crazy. There's too much. It's just... And also, maybe this is just me, but it seems like the music is very generic across the board. The lyrics are unique. It seems like everybody's trying to tell a different story. Uh, granted, the stories are all over the place because sometimes you get something deep and introspective. And sometimes you get something like, yeah, I'm hardcore, yada, yada, yada. Right, yeah. It, it, and I'm like, on track with it. It's weird. And it's, it's like this... Albums are supposed to... Albums are like books. They're supposed to have a coherent narrative, as weird as that sounds. So it like follows across the board, and you can be like, okay, this is what that album is about emotionally. This album is like a bunch of different short stories that just drag you back and forth all over creation. And I'm just like, it's really hard to follow. The music isn't particularly unique at any point. I think it's like, it's okay. It's not... It's just not... 
they're not going anywhere that hasn't been gone before. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have a problem with it. It's just, like, if I had a chance to listen to other stuff, I definitely would. And uh, that's kind of how I felt the entire time listening to this was, like, I would rather be listening to a podcast than listening to this right now, you know? I would rather literally listen to somebody talk about, like, a movie than listen to this music right now. And that's kind of disappointing. It's just kind of, it's meh. I, I, I don't, again, I don't want to bash on these guys because I think they're trying to do experimental stuff, but this is not up my alley at least. And I think... It is very jarring, I think, because of their the disconnect between songs and because I think something that helps them but also hurts them is the fact that there's like six people in the band. Sometimes people don't want to hear four different voices. Sometimes people are like, oh, okay, so I heard this guy. And then somebody comes in and it's auto-tuned. It's completely different. So you hear like five different styles, five different voices. And sometimes it's a turnoff for people. But for me, I actually do like that. I do like that, you know, the next time I hear a verse, it could be something completely different than the last time. So that's something that could be, like I said, jarring or, you know, you know attractive to some people. I mean, Sounds like you guys are trying to cover up that this album's absolute trash. They, they That's tried certainly to do, one perspective. They tried to do four different things, and they did it all poorly. Every single last one of them. I think I think what Logan said is right. That sometimes they like I guess overreach, and you know they they try to. Sometimes it would sound generic. Some things do, but I think there are some highlights on this album. And the problem with the fact that it's so chaotic is it's hard to look at those. Um, I think the first two tracks are actually some of the better tracks on there. And I also think that they're better when they do more of an R&B taste than it is a hip-hop. Because hip-hop is easy to be generic because hip-hop is the new pop, honestly. I mean, hip-hop is big this, these days. Everyone can do hip-hop. You have people on SoundCloud. You have people just putting out random mixtapes. So hip-hop is easy to just become muddled down. And it's really hard to be unique in hip-hop. Um, oh, I hope we got that. Oh, we definitely got it. Oh, sweet. That's not getting edited out. <laughs> so I think when they do the hip-hop stuff, like you were saying, it sounds kind of generic. You know, it's a general beat, a lot of 808s, nothing nothing huge. And the thing is, they were actually they actually met on, like, a hip-hop forum. So, like, they're all, like, big hip-hop fans. So, like, you know, you, I think between that, they're doing they're bringing a lot of different styles, like you said, Kevin, and sometimes it's, it's kind of a hit, sometimes to miss, because they don't. You know, excel in one kind I'll, of a jack of all trades. I'll fifty percent agree with them. So yeah, I mean, Kevin, do you want to say anything real quick? Because I kind of want to go off on a tangent. Really, I uh, I was not a very huge fan of this album. I think that they're trying to be a jack of all trades, and they're definitely a master of none. Uh, on this, it's just you know, absolutely generic. They didn't do anything great. It kind of, it sounded like they just tried to phone in several different styles. And I get from what Ozzy said, there's different people in the band trying to do different things, and I appreciate that, but it honestly just sounds like they were just really not going for, they're not going, they weren't going for the gold in terms of their, you know, beats and lyrics That's on true. a lot of the songs. They could have done a lot more with yeah. it. I appreciate that they're not just trying to, you know, throw down the regular hip-hop, slap your dick on the table and say you're the best thing ever. That's kind of, I mean, that's fine, but at some point you gotta, you know, back yourself up in order to get a good song out. 
I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of caught between both your opinions because I see where Ozzy's coming from and I see where the band is coming from. But at the same time, I do get Kevin's perspective as well. I feel like I'm a school teacher and I'm like reading a paper and I'm like, I get what the guy was going for, but this is very poorly. Just the application, right? Yeah, it's very poorly executed and it just doesn't work. And it's like, I want to give you a good grade because it's creative and it's unique. But this is not what we're looking for in our music. You know? I will say that they have yeah. what? This is their fifth album, I think. And this is probably their weakest of the five. Um, well, because I have listened to all of them, and they had three that they put out in a year, which was which I think are actually very strong albums. And uh, so I didn't know that, but knowing that, it might be uh, what I'm used to calling Allison Chain Syndrome, which is like you put out enough, put out too much, yeah. You put out so many albums, it's just like we're just gonna put out an album with blah music because we know people are gonna right. buy it. We're not really doing it to piss to like do a thing. We're just doing it because. We weren't as creative this time around. We weren't trying to milk people for their money. We just lacked the creativity this time around. We put it out. People are going to... And that happens a lot in hip-hop, too, because, you know, people will be like, oh, yeah, I have all these songs, all these verses, and I just don't put them out. And it's easy, you know, to do that from time to time and just like, here's, you know, my leftovers, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that might be what this is dealing with. I mean, this is by far, and I think we all at least agree on this, this is the weakest of the albums that we listen to. Yeah, I mean, but uh, I don't think it was terrible. I get where they're coming from, but it was definitely not as good as I was expecting it to be. Which I will sad. also say that no, coming in as a fan, I was not as I was a lot. I was let down by a lot of songs, but I will say that there are like you know probably four songs on there that I will go back to that are huge highlights. Um, but other than that, it was kind of a, a, a disappointment. I think. Okay. Uh, anything else to say on this before we get into Taylor Swift? T Swizzle? Uh, no. I mean, I just was not blown away by this album at all. Um, kind of just listened to it and was like, "Man, I hope this album's over." And this next song. So I mean, it might if if Brockhampton is your band, then I don't know. You can try it out. Let's do it for yourself. But was not what I wanted to listen to, and was not something I will try to listen to ever again. Yeah, I'm not gonna recommend them based on this album. But if what Ozzy said is true, then I would check out some of their older stuff. And if you like that, you might like this. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. All right, next up on the list, we've got Taylor Swift. T-Swizzy's back T-Swizzy. at it again. Um, she's got her album Lover, and this is a sample of the song Paper Rings. Let's take a listen. Your friends were the night that we first met. Went home and tried to stalk you on the internet. Now I've read all of the books beside your bed. The wine is cold, like the shoulder that I gave you in the street. Yeah, I'm lost for a month or two or three. Now I wake up in the night and watch you breathe. Kiss me once, cause you know I had a long night. Kiss me twice, cause it's gonna be alright. Three times, cause I waited my whole life. Things, but I marry you with paper rings. Uh-huh. That's right. Darling, you're the one I want. 
Yeah, and Logan could not turn that off, man. He he was he, I was waiting for him to turn it down. I'm like, he is getting anymore, and we're gonna risk a copyright yeah, violation say, we're by T Swift. I yeah. actually she takes this shit seriously. She, does, she does. No, so I'm gonna it be. Makes her ass, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be dead serious. I wanted to get the part where she rhymes. Uh huh. That's right, darling. You're the one I want because that's that's gonna key in on a point I want to make later. Yeah, she right. doesn't know what the fuck rhyming is. Like, but anyway, uh, yeah. When you're T-Swift, you're better than Ryan. <laughs> you don't have to rhyme. Uh, yes, that is actually very true, just because of her status, really. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Taylor Swift, uh, lover, right? So That was she... absolutely the best uh, track on this yes, album. Yes, that is, that is start my that off. prime track on that album. I, I, and I think the biggest thing is it's a pop song. It's not about, you know, oh, I got left by my lover, or I'm depressed, or I'm sad about this situation. Is I love somebody... And these are the positive notes. So that's obviously going to start off on the right track. And it's short, it's sweet, it's straight to the point. It has a lot of like cool, little funny one-liners. The beat's good. I, I thought kind it was the best Some track. creepy liners in there. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's a yeah. lot of creepy stuff in this song. Like watching her breathe. And, yeah, uh, now I just the, wake up to watch you breathe. The part about dirty drinks where you're like, wait, what? No, dirty, <laughs> dirty dreams, dreams you goo. Dirty dreams. Okay. She wants yeah. to make dirty dreams. Okay, okay, that makes more sense. Alright. Sounds like that's what you just wanted to hear. I like, mean, you can still have a dirty martini and it's still be okay. I think he meant like drugging somebody. Though. Yeah. And I'm sure that's where his mind went, okay. but... Oh, come on. F- fuck you two. Alright, anyway. But yeah. So, but overall, Taylor Swift just did it again. It's another Taylor Swift album. Whoa. All right. I mean, in, in general. Okay, so her last album, what Reputation, was a. I didn't. That, I didn't ever listen to it because I, I heard that what the what you made me do song, and yeah. that if that was the best one I was going to hear off of, I didn't listen to it. I think I think most people can agree that that was probably her weakest album, from when she became like Taylor Swift, because you know she had her country days, but once she became a big hit, like pop, 19, yeah, the pop, when yeah. she switched from country to pop. Yeah, you know, nineteen eighty nine. I still think is her best. Album. Oh yeah, that shit was. That, dope. that thing is so good. Um, as a pop album, uh, I really appreciate it. I like listening to it. A lot of the songs I go back to, and this kind of had a feeling of that, um, but there was still some weak points. I think the album in general was too long. The yep. back end was way too long. I didn't need to hear yep. half those songs, honestly. Well, absolutely. Um, the song, the album was way too long, and for an album titled "Lover," we kind of hit this with uh, beer bongs and Bentleys, but. There's a lot of really depressing music. Yeah, as I say, this one was a very like yeah. melancholy album for yeah, something it did called have a lot Lover. Of melancholy like stuff, this yeah. was the most upbeat and like exciting song that was on there. I don't, like, everything else was kind of like down and like oh, I'm but that's like, her sad whole story, or, right? That's well, that's Taylor Swift's thing, right? She always talks no. about how she's dumped. She's not married. She talks about how she has so many ex boyfriends and a lot of odd this and that. And that, that's why I like this song, because it didn't talk about that dribble. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. but usually even if there, she's getting broken up with, it still has a little bit more energy in her Fair songs. Fair I, I will agree. There was here. a lot of melancholy in this between, you know, like, uh, what was that one song that was just was Oh, Archer. Songs. Archer. I hate Archer, that song. Archer was a... So there was a... And maybe I'll disagree, but I don't remember all the names. I just remember the period, I think it was... The third track to the fifth track of this album Super. were just, like, the worst tracks. And that was when I heard Paper Rings. I was like, is this a really good song, or is this just a yeah. song because I got off of all the really terrible, depressing songs? So, yeah, okay, yeah. so you said third, third is Lover. I will say that Lover is a good song. I do like Lover. I do like Cool Summer. Cool Summer is also one of my cool favorite Summer. songs. It's, it has a weird, like, kind of, like, pop 
uh, synth kind of feel to it. She did a lot of like cool pop aspects in this in this album. Oh, I'm playing it now. I didn't want. To I, I really wish you wouldn't. Um, Lover was cool, but the first thing that you said to me one day was, "Lover sounds like she's trying to do it live in a fucking bathroom." It's and really like it's, she it's got was a lot of at, reverb. It's it's it's, it's she and, actively tried to make it like she was in this live setting. Live setting at this like old bar on the side of the road in the middle of fucking nowhere that has you know the chicken wire up so when people throw bottles at you it shatters and falls to the ground. That's what I was thinking of actually. You're yeah. right. Yeah. So I, I mean maybe she went with that. Well, I don't I, think it was a good call. I was thinking of. I, mean, the, I think that's more of a producer kind of thing where like or the. Um, I guess yeah. The, to, to, to give y'all an idea of what Kevin was thinking about, if y'all ever seen the movie Blues Brothers, yeah, like that, where exactly. they're, they're, they're like in the bar and everybody's like, what the hell is this? Yeah, kind of like, yeah, but yeah, no, that was, a, that's an interesting uh, comparison. That's the first thing he said when I heard it, and I was like, man, this is going to be trash. But when I listened to the actual song, outside of that, I did like the song. I liked the, the melody, I liked... You know, part, I think she did a great job. The sounded bad. The song was good. Well, you just get past that effect. It's just an effect. All they did was add reverb to it, make it sound very choir-like, like you're in a church, like you're in a bathroom. And if you get past that, it's just a normal song. Well, and I will say she did use a lot of the same tricks in this, and some of them worked and some of them didn't. Right. It's, it's, the the ones that drove me crazy, or the one that drove me crazy, was where she would go to a... She would be in clearly like a backed up by music, and then all of a sudden she would just go to normal talking. I'm trying to think of like a good example, but yeah, where she would be like, ah, na, 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 I love you. and I'm like, whoa, what? I don't know. Yeah, it's just that drive me crazy. But um, oh, that one, the me song is the worst song. Yeah, uh, false. Well, it's one of the no. worst songs. It's completely songs false. Also you said Archer was the worst. Archer song. sucks also. Me song's good. No, you it's need not. to calm down. It's good. I don't understand why her singles. I mean, I do understand because it's it's generic stuff. And but I wish she would put out more of her non-single like songs. Like there's some good songs on here that would London be Boy better to kind of give a better representation of it. And what? then the the man was awful. The, the man, man okay. the man so was terrible. Here's a gripe I have. Like Rihanna song. It was where pretty she bad. Would, but like rehash to be somehow shittier. Well, the the the, the biggest gripe I have with with Taylor Swift is, I mean, she's already shown that she's not going to change. She's going to make generic pop music for twelve to eighteen year olds and maybe some twenty two year olds that are on nostalgia and maybe some grown men. Um, that she's not going to change. She's going to make the same music over and over again. It's not bad, but I don't think she needs to take a political stance. Because half the time it sounds like half-assed opinions that just don't resonate with anybody. It doesn't resonate with me. And just because I may have the same opinion, I may not, it just it just sounds cringy and doesn't sound like she actually means what she's saying. So well, she's made comments on, you know, whole feminism slash equality, which I agree with, whatever. But it just doesn't sound real when she said, if I was the man, I'd be the man. It just sounds so cheesy. And then she made well, a comment about gays, about how like being mad at people gays. being gays doesn't change them. I'm like, yeah, that's true, but what are you saying? You're not saying anything. Like you're just it's mentioning like, that so you can get more you, views for people. You're making a political stance without actually taking a stance. Exactly, that's what it is. You're getting views based off an idea that someone has that you didn't actually resonate with. I would say like, that like like LeBron James does. Oh. What the fuck? Hey man, at least he spoke his mind. He's okay. a moron, but at least he spoke his mind. Uh, okay, yeah. She said something just to get. No, views. he spoke the manager's mind. He also but, spoke his mind. He wants to make money. And that's all he cares about. But uh, I mean, but, back back to your point. Let's let's get back. I on think topic. that this album was one half, uh, like 
political stance, not really, and one half uh, cliche sayings. Oh yes, there were mesh, so many cliche if, if sayings. If you mesh dude. those together, you get this album. Like it's like, well, and that was really my problem. Was it's like. I can at least respect the fact that you're trying to be political, but then you mix in these little cliches that don't make sense it's and kind of like, as Ozzy was pointing out, just kind of throw off the whole purpose of what you're singing about. And I'm just like, uh, what? what is, am I supposed to take this seriously? Because I can't take this seriously. Yeah, you take the stance and fail yeah. at it or don't. Yeah. And you, she, you she take, half, half-assed it. You, you choose a hill to die on or you just kind of like phone it in and hope people want to Yeah, she it. phoned it in. and. People are going to enjoy it. People are going to be like, oh, man, she said that one thing about supporting homosexuals. Like, did she really, though? She just said that it doesn't change that. She said, don't step on my gown. And she actually grew up a hard Christian, so I don't even know if she supports homosexuals. And then, and then she said, uh-huh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, Whoa. You're the Juan I want. Yeah. Hey, I have a anymore. <laughs> how many rhymes were just... Yeah, her rhymes are terrible, though. How many rhymes were just, whoa, no, first yeah. Song, first uh-huh. song, she said, oh, oh God, what was... What, I forgot that you existed. I really did not like that song. Oh, that was fucking um, dope. That was a good song. I like some of the aspects, like the piano, the, the beat was okay, but, like, I guess just... The, the basis of the song is... I forgot who you are, but I wrote a song about you. So did you really forget them? And are you going to forget them because this song could be played for the rest of eternity? So no, you didn't forget them. Yeah, right. Okay, so there's my biggest gripe. But then she had one rhyme in there where she like just chopped the word in half and didn't rhyme the word. <laughs> yeah, I remember you It was just like, that. oh, it feels so goo. And it's, you didn't yeah. say good. You said goo. It's not that. But it's something like that where it's like, oh, it feels so goo. I'm like... Oh my god! I'm going to murder somebody. And you can't it, just chop a word. You can't just chop a word and make it rhyme. Like I'd rather ha- make you. I'd rather it be like Brockhampton, where you use the same word twice. It was. It was not great. I mean, so. And then there's also so many instances where she writes mad with glad with sad with bad. Yes. Like now, so, this is not. Like, Doctor Seuss is ten times better. When Whoa. I when I think of this album, this is what I think of. I had a friend who made a comment way back in the day. He's like. I like music for two reasons. One, it's either just really good music that's got good lyrics or good music or good something. Two, it's really fucking catchy. This is really yeah, fucking catchy. This yeah, letter. this is definitely I catchy. Say that. catchy I find music. myself like humming the song like. I don't know. Again, yeah, I wouldn't. Say, I don't know if I would call it good for this album. Don't get me wrong. Nineteen eighty nine, top tier. This album, I probably wouldn't call it good except for like three or four songs on here and it's how many songs on this album? Like 19, dude. It's way too Like many. an absolute I don't remember time. the last half. There's a song on here with... Uh, me is in so the me, last that's half. Trash. So, you know, um, top tier. There's a song where she talks... The Dixie Chicks wasn't memorable. It was a waste of the Dixie Chicks and I was excited because the Dixie Chicks, I think, get shit on a lot because they they made a, they actually made a stance on political... in a political way and they got shit on it and then they got pretty much blacklisted from everything else. So I was glad to hear them again, but they didn't do anything in that song. And then pretty much everything after that was terrible. Yeah, they probably could have cut like half the songs out of here and made yeah. actually good out. They could have stopped at Cornelia Street. Honestly, it'd have been an actually Whoa, fantastic album. before you cut out London Boy? Cause... Okay, you could stop at London Boy. All right, yeah, yeah. you good so, then. Because Death by a Thousand Cuts isn't terrible, but it's not that great. Right. So yeah, it was it was catchy. It wasn't necessarily good. Good okay. point. That's fair. Um, I definitely agree with that. I think that's kind of what she goes... That's like... That's what most pop music, I think, yeah, goes I think for. Yeah, and I think that's what she's doing. Just what she's going to do for the rest of her she, career. She's honestly. already okay with making, you know, millions of dollars just kind of throwing out some swishes on some pop music, and she doesn't really need to play any defense. Correct. 
And I think we're I, going back to LeBron James now. Yeah, LeBron yeah. James <laughs> and how he's not standing with Hong Kong. Oh, okay, fine. Just we're already banned in China for my college That's football fine. podcast. That's fine. No one listens to us in China. <laughs> yeah, fuck China. Stop shooting people point blank, China. Jesus. Yeah. It's not that hard. We already got banned in China because of college football podcast. That's our shtick. So it's fine. But it's what a it? police officer and it's some random person who's um, probably like, quote-unquote dangerous. I could have sworn this was my apartment. What sure. happened? Yeah. I mean, she got committed. Anyway, we're not a political podcast. All right, all right. But, Lover, Whoa, che- Lover this is, this is question. Lover, check it out for sure. You might find some songs you like, but... It's, like, it's Taylor Swift. And it's like she, five songs is worth I mean, listening to on that album. Yeah. I will, yeah. I will say there's definitely a handful. Which um, is more than I, I zero in Brock Hampton, yeah. but whatever. I would say, uh, yeah, this is an enjoyable radio kind it of It was listen. a step up from Brock Hampton, I will say that. Uh, but it was just another Taylor Swift album. Nothing special, she but... Had, she's been not doing so hot in the past and I think albums. I think, like you said, she's, she's just kind of putting she it out there, and she like, knows I, people think people are tired. I think people are kind of tired. I think people are just... I think in general people are like, yeah, I'll listen to it, but like, you're not going to make a big splash anymore. Yeah. Well, and she doesn't have the same impact she used to when That's she true. was. And Kanye West hasn't made her a big deal anymore. That's true. Oof. But anyway, we've got one more album to cover. So we've got some 41. What's Order it? and Decline. Order and Decline. The biggest surprise of them all. So here's a sample. A here's a sample off of the new Some 41 album. The fact that they put out an album. What the hell? That's not right. <laughs> that, that's Andrew D. That's pretty much song. That's pretty much the album. Okay, sorry. That was uh, in too deep. I do like that album. <laughs> I do like that song though. All right, here, here's the here's the actual. Uh, this is Out for Blood off of uh, Order and Decline by Sum Forty One. Cause I'm into <laughs> I, I, first off, I want to hit that I am surprised that all these bands that I knew back in the 90s can still rock so hard. Cause well, some I mean, for- these fuckers broke up and were doing drugs for like a decade. So. Yeah, these, these guys are kicking ass. But uh, Actually, it's been a decade since I listened to Song 41 when I saw them in concert back in 09. Okay, thanks for bringing that up again, Kevin. Yeah, Thank you. That's a long time. It, it, we have listened to him talk about that at least three times before this. But it's the age, it's the age of nostalgia, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. Green Day, Weezer, and Fallout Boy just started so a new tour. Like, the only reason people want that back is because they want to reminisce on how good they were. Because none of those bands are even close to the the quality that they were. All they needed was Blink-182 to throw in some cringy-ass songs. God, and let's not even talk about that. We're not reviewing that shit. So, I feel like I'm going to let y'all talk mostly because uh, my thoughts on this album were basically it took some heavily influences from other bands. I felt like when I was listening to this, I felt like I was listening to Linkin Park or Muse or... Possibly Metallica. I don't know that I felt that influence as strongly, but Ozzy pointed it out, and he's not entirely wrong. I I like the album. I like that album because uh, it's more my style. But uh, granted, I think it has more to do with the fact that the rest of the stuff we listened to this week was just not very strong. Uh, this this is the reason that it's our this, highlight this week. 
that this is our highlight album. Week. Yeah. So uh, whatever. Uh, so yeah. I, I mean, mean, you're not wrong. This this album. This album was the better of the three, but again, like you said, that's not saying much when the bar is set so low. Um, <laughs> Kevin, you just spit out your beer. No, I, I still drink it, please. <laughs> so, I mean, it's Sum 41. James Cameron has to find it. No, when, were, when was Sum 41 big? Like in the early... Before 2009. They were in the... I thought they were in the, like... Uh, they were either in the just early 2000s or late 90s. Okay, so we're looking at 15... They, they formed in 96. Okay, so we're looking at yeah. 15 years since they've been really relevant. Okay, at True. least, right? Yeah. So, you know, I do appreciate that they can come back and make an album and it not be terrible. Like, I mean, 15 years, I mean, again, to, to reference Blink-182, they, they've been making music consistently... And I'm sure Sum 41 has, but I feel like this is the, the biggest thing that I've heard about them. And, um, you know, I think their style really hasn't changed. I, I still think, you know, they're an aggressive kind of punk band. There were some styles that they kind of, you know, used. You know, there was one song where I thought it was straight thrash metal. It was, a, you know, a Metallica song covered up by, you know, by, you know, Sum 41. There were some other songs, like you said, that sound like Muse. Um, but overall, I did like a lot of the, I guess... Knowing that it was some forty-one, knowing that it wasn't anybody super special, I did like the riffs they had. A lot of the times I sit here and listen to it, I'm like, okay, this is a good riff. Knowing what I have, you know, I'm not looking at a legit like metal slash rock band that can that does it often. This is something special for them, I guess. And um, I was impressed by that, but I think my biggest gripe is that I don't know. It's hard for me to relate to punk bands when they're in their forties. Yeah. When they're like same thing with Green Day, same thing with any like Weezer and like you guys are talking about like being against the you know against to the being grain, rebels. being rebels. You guys have kids and are going to fucking daycare. I mean, I, I can't take it seriously anymore. And like there's there's certain songs where he's like I you know don't push me because I'll fucking you know I'll blow up. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you know I'll, I'll beat your ass. Back. Like I just don't take it seriously. Yeah, it feels dead. very feels very cringe. Yeah. Yeah, it feels cringe to this point, and I think that the lyrics kind of took it out for me sometimes. Um, the music I, I did I did enjoy, um, but the lyrics kind of took me away from. Gotcha, Kevin. I mean, to me, this sounded like you know your good old some forty one from back in the day. I mean, there was some. Um, here and there, uh, I think there was like one or two slow songs that you're generic. It's so bad. It's your token slow song on a punk rock album. Which you gotta have. Um, yeah, which right. you, you absolutely have to have, but they've done better slow songs before. I, I, I mean, I listen to, you know, the old school stuff. Like, um, so just to give you guys that, from what I listen to, I stopped listening when Underclass Hero came out in 2007. Okay. Apparently they've had two albums since then, and I did not know that. Uh, this one I listened to, you know, All Killer No Filler, Does This Look Infected, and Chuck. Uh, definitely were, when I was listening to them, that's 2001, 2004. Okay. And this sounds pretty, I mean, it's still got the, like, I think comparing to Blink-182 and Weezer's a little different. I mean, Weezer's weird because they just put out an all-cover album. Well, see, I don't think Weezer ever really changed. What yeah. was the other one? Uh, uh, Blink-182. So Blink-182, they... Sum 41's not as cringy as Blink-182. Blink-182 is like, oh, I just fucking miss you so goddamn much, whatever. You know, like super melancholy, and that's their, like, cringe session that they're pushing out. 
this album still has energy and it still has that punk rock feel. Oh yeah, feel. Man, that's why it's, like, and the music is I great. Think, right? I mean, to me, that's why I think that this isn't necessarily cringetopia in terms of punk rock. Like, I get it, they're old, but they still got a whole lot of energy to them. They still got, you know, all right, yeah, heads are gonna roll. You know, that one's the the riff is awesome for it. Um, but yeah, that one's a little cringy just based on who, like, how long they've been around. But I think the energy's there for punk. I think the riffs are there for punk. You know, they're pushing punk to metal and that kind of range, and they're not doing that whole, like, um, I mean, because, like, Blink-182, not to go back to Blink-182 too many times, but they used to be, like, kind of, like, jokey a little bit. I mean, if you watch any of their, like, music videos, they're, they're pretty jokey. Well, so, well, Sum 41 was like that, too. I mean, we were just Isn't listening that, to N2 Deep and Fat Lip. Half the time, is talking about we like to watch old people fall on their face. Like, It's not so much where they're just imitating boy bands the entire time in the music video and, and Blink-182. They were and, more meme lords. And then they went to high energy after they were done. Blink-182's gone back to I Miss You, which, great song back in the day, but they're going back to the sad part of what was making them great and not the, you know kind of jokey high energy stuff that they were doing well and i feel like also part of that and maybe this is just me talking out my ass but part of that is who influences the songwriting in a lot of these bands because i think the big movement that i think of the big three would be uh offspring blink 182 some 41 i don't know that those are the big three necessarily but those are the ones that you i'd probably put green day in front of some 41 yeah you can you can think you can think of whoever you want to put in that third slot but yeah offspring and Blink come up a lot. Yep. Blink, when they fell back on their writing, they went back to uh, the acoustic, uh, the yeah, person yeah. who does the acoustics. Whereas with Offspring, they went back to the guitarist. So more of their modern stuff is a lot more. I wouldn't say thrash metal, but it's it a lot. Heavy. It's, it's heavy. heavier. And I think that's what Sum Forty One. Yeah, and that's where Sum Forty One. And that's what came. helped me perk Which, my yeah, perk my what, ears up and like, gave me interest. Because when I put this on, like the first song was great because it had kind of like a synth intro, kind of like a choir intro, and like a synth, like a like a, I think I had a violin or something. And it, it caught my, the instrumentation was good because it caught my ear and it kept me listening in every song because I, I will agree, almost every riff on here was, was good. And again, I take that into the, uh, into the world that is Sum 41. I'm not thinking of any other band because I know there are plenty of other bands that make better riffs. But this is Sum 41. And knowing what they are, these are great riffs. Yeah, Almost every is, one of them were this great. This is like your standard old school Sum 41. I mean, there's a couple misses in the album, but I mean, most yeah, albums I don't have think a couple of misses. I don't so. think it was anything, you know, revolutionary. It's just when it comes to Sum 41, um, you know, I, the songs that were big back in the day from them, they were punk. Yeah. They were straight punk, yeah. right? They weren't, but some of these songs were a little heavier than that, and that's what kind of kept me interested in this. I was like, okay, this is solid, you know, and yeah. um, I, it was it was good to hear, um, I guess, knowing that this band, out of the other bands that I've heard that have come back, not necessarily hit it, just knowing that these guys can do it a little bit better, knowing that these guys can do it a little harder. So and, just move it down. Well, keep and keep your I, yeah, I mean, come on, prove us wrong, come back, come back, come back, show us wrong. Um, but well, yeah, and it's uh, I mean, I think back to I've seen Metallica live a couple of times recently, and I, I think about bands like that where it's just like I liked their music back in the day, and what really impresses about me about them recently is that they can still play 
like really intense music. They don't look like they're phoning it in. And that's kind of how I feel about uh, right. some 41. Oh, no, I don't think they're phoning it in at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I think they're, they're the last ones to phone it in, for sure. Yeah. So they're, um, going, they're going at it, and I yeah. respect the hell and out the, of the that. the cringe, you know, so I, I make the cringe comment just because I think that's... I mean, you can be cringe and still be honest about it. Well, I, mean, I think it's, it's, just, it's just a personal... It's a preference thing, right? I think their I think topics were, are just very emo, and I don't know if that's them trying to get back to their roots or if them trying too hard or what, but... That's where I kind of touched on that I feel like it's more old Linkin Park, where it's just like a lot of these lyrics are very, um, yeah, just very emo. I mean, it's a lot of about, like, don't push me, or like, I'm in a bad spot, or, you know, stuff stuff isn't going my way the way I want it to. I mean, and I will argue what Kevin said, it is punk. And ultimately, yeah. punk, it is about a reaction to something. It's a reaction to... The system you're in. There's a reaction to the people around you. It's but a reaction to your feelings. Like whining, like sometimes Correct. it comes off. Well, I will understand that, and, and, and it's it's weird because you know we we uh, what reviewed Pup a couple months ago, and that's a that's a punk band. Yeah, and, and they are of a different age. They are newer punk, so it's a little bit more easy to relate to that because you know they're in their teens, early twenties. These guys are well, I don't know what probably thirty, forty, you know. So that's and again that could also be because we're also growing out of it. Am I growing out of you know, you know, trying to not conform? I mean, I, I who knew Canadian rock could be so hard? They got to be in their like mid. Actually, is right? Sub Forty One also Canadian? Yeah, they're Canadian. They're both Canadian then. Pop's Canadian too. No, it'd be funny if some Forty One, if their average age was forty one, that would be really amusing. Uh-huh. Be and actually, uh-huh. now that you're talking about Canadian, if Pup and Sub Forty One ever went on tour, I would easily go see that. I would go see some. Oh 41. yeah, I'd definitely go to that. One. Yeah, some forty. I mean, Pup puts on yeah, a ten out of ten live concert. I've been twice, and it's been awesome every time. And yeah. I don't think some forty one would not put it on. I mean, I mean, come on. I I've seen their guitar. Their guitarist was in a different band before, yeah. and he he actually I think he has more metal roots, and I think that you can definitely hear it. Um, but the band that he was in before that, before they broke up, or after they broke up, before this, was more like thrash, more metal. Derek thrash. Wibley is almost. 40. He is 39. Is that the lead singer? Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. Nice. He has. He doesn't look like he's aged today. No. And I do. They have a music video where they show like. like a lot, dude. Look, got beat up with a bag of hammers. That's just the drugs. Out. Regardless of how you age. Yeah, that's just drugs, dude. <laughs> a bag of hammers. Uh, yeah, a little bit. But I will say this: at, at the end of the day, out of all the punk albums I've listened to from the bands, he that was have married to Avril Lavigne. Yes, you didn't know that. I feel like I briefly remember that. I think I mean, they got married okay, before so she married Chad Kroger. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but I think out of all the like punk albums that you know, it's kind of like the Rolling Stones, right? You, they, they've been around so long, then they come back around and they put out another album, and you're like, hey, they're still doing it. Is it great? No, but they're still doing it. And it's know, good. It's, it's yeah. good to hear that. It's good to hear that 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 they're still doing it right instead of someone I don't I don't really know who to relate to but someone who just kind of puts out another album and is just kind of mediocre like Green Day would um, yeah well I'm trying to think of a one because the one I think back to is Metallica because again like they're not doing the same old stuff they're trying new stuff uh, they're but, trying to stay relevant yeah and it's hard to and it's hard to do that and right. it, it, some people get pissed off because it's like this isn't the old Metallica I liked and then it's hard to draw on new fans because it's like this isn't music that I like that's new, but they're still doing their old stuff, so you kind of got to respect that they're throwing, They're not just throwing in the towel and saying they're too old. And I get the same thing out of Sum 41 here. I think it's a good album. I really liked it. I would go out of my way to buy this if I was given the option. And, oh, yeah. Wow. 
Uh, yeah, I thought it was. If all it right. was still two thousand and one, we were buying CDs. Nah, yeah, pretty much. I do buy CDs. I don't know if I would buy it, but I wouldn't be upset if. I mean, I do listen to it more often than the other the other albums. That's all that I will say. I. There's been only a handful of albums that I've bought from our reviews. Kevin, I, I've bought have? zero albums from any of our reviews because Casey I don't buy Graves. albums. Well, I looked for the Struts album on vinyl, I'm not going to lie, but I, bought, I didn't find it. So I got it on iTunes, but I got Struts, I got Pup, I got, not Casey Musgraves, but uh, perhaps some other album, I don't know. Oh, the, the Cat Dog, Cat Power? <laughs> cat Power. Cat I, actually, I actually do, I have Cat Power. Yeah. You're terrible. Uh, but anyway, alright, so... Backstreet Boys. Y'all want to add anything else to close out the uh, night? No. Oh, we're, we're thinking of, I don't know, we, we, we recently talked about uh, doing like a, a throwback again. Not not like 80s or 70s, but like something like 90s, I guess. Um, because I was listening to System of a Down and I kind of wanted to uh, review one of their albums. So I don't know, we'll see what we do next time. Um, well, we might do something even like uh, if we wanted to do something unique where like we all picked albums overseas, I would be interested in that too. Overseas? Struts again, baby. Yeah, not... Not, uh, not American? Not American, basically. I mean, System of Down, they're Armenian, so... Yeah, yeah that's cool. there you go. All right, all right. anyway, that's going to wrap us up for this week. Thanks as always to our listeners for tuning in, and uh, y'all have a good rest Keep of Keep smashing that subscribe button! Yeah. I think if you keep smashing it, it unsubscribes you. Well, do it in even amount of times. Odd amount. Odd amount of times. Unless you've already subscribed, then an then even, even amount. Then even, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Free Hong Kong, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, Free Hong Kong, uh, none of our faces are going to be anywhere, so they don't know who we are. Yeah. LeBron James is a bitch. <laughs>